What's up? What it do? It's your boy, Dad the Gamer, and welcome to the Gamer's Den. channel i already know y'all like subscribe and all that good shit so yeah i just got done watching that um just got done watching that jumanji 2 and that shit was some hot funny ass bro some super fucking ass like that shit was some ass like honestly bro i would have rather watched danny glover and dude just go through a whole movie of just a day like the movie just be about a day between them two that would have been the way funnier movie but that's besides the point this is a little longer format you know what i'm saying so hope if you make it to the end of the video all that good jazz that's what's up i appreciate you link is in the description below to one of my newer videos that i just dropped I've been trying to work it out, but either way, it was getting copyrighted, but I figured I'd put it up anyway. Follow me on Twitter and all that. You'll be able to see it on my Twitter and more and whatever the case. But with that being said and done, let's get into it. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater documentary premieres next week. Now, I'm finding this out basically as I'm reporting this. Is this particular article. Because um, if you a 90s kid, dog, you know what I'm saying? You... You fuck with Pro Skater. Like, it don't matter who you is. Like, you you fuck with Pro Skater. If we had to go through, if I had to go through the best Pro Skaters, I mean, Pro Skater 3 is easily probably number one. Pro Skater 3, Pro Skater 4 was straight. Like, bro, I'd be stuck on Pro Skater 3. But, like, the whole Tony Hart Pro Skater series, was it was fire. Like, that whole thing was fire. You could be... The, what was it? it wasn't Boba Fett. Was it Boba Fett? I don't know. But you could be dude from Star Wars cheating with the jetpack, running the score up. Like, for real, you could just... Like, niggas used to motherfucking come out the fucking bowl, hit the jetpack, and just keep going. Like, it was lit, man. It was really, really, really lit. Uh, just as a whole, man, the pro skater in itself, like, pro skater... Like, Tony really brought that shit to the forefront. You know, he was really the face for skating. I mean, it was a lot of faces for skating because when you go through the pro skater roster, like, you had people like Bob Bernquist, Bucky Lassick. Like, it was just so many people in the game. And at that point in time in skating, they were the faces. Like, Tony, them. Like, skating was really... It was crazy, man. I, and I say that because... Yeah, we got Wayne, and you got Odd Future and shit, but before that, niggas wasn't skating. And if they was, you nine times out of ten didn't know about it unless that was your scene. But, um, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into this shit. Let's see what's going on, because I'm definitely checking into this Pro Skater doc. A documentary about the beloved Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series of video games made by a former producer of the franchise will premiere next week at the Mammoth Field Festival in California. Pretending I'm a Superman is the film's title, taking the name from Goldfinger's Superman, a memorable track from the first game soundtrack. Rolf D'Amato, a Neversoft producer of the first game through 2006's Tony Hawk's Project 8, teamed up with Swedish filmmaker Ludwig, I ain't even about to say his last name, 
to create the documentary. It premieres on February 29th at Mammoth Lakes. Oh, yeah, man, it's dope. So right now on the screen is a picture of the, um, you know, a little promo flyer and all of that. You know, this is pretty dope. If somebody, if somebody is seeing this now, um, yeah, definitely, like, shoot me a link to that. Because I, I need to see that, though, on, on some real shit. I need to see that. Pro Skater? Like, bro, I'm telling you, I came close to buying a PS2 a couple weeks ago because I wanted to play this shit. Like, I was real. I was emoji finger close, though. Like, this. Like, Pro Skater is the shit. Pro Skater was one of them games where it was just like, yo, you could really spend all day on that bitch. The documentary features extensive interviews with Hawk and fellow skateboarding pioneers Rodney Mullen, Steve Caballero, and Chad Muska, all of whom co-starred in several versions of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series. Hawk and Mullen would join the filmmakers for a panel discussion after the screening. Okay, yeah, so that's dope. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where it's at. I can't wait for that shit. Like, like I said, man, like if you a 90s kid and even a little older than that, and you or if you was just really into the skating scene and you was into skating as a whole, no matter what generation or, you know, where you belong to, this is important because, like I said, Tony was the, he was the face of skating at one point. Him, all them, Chad, all of them, they was the face of skating. And, like, when Tony did the games, he drew a lot more people into skating and I'll tell you this, by the time I got to about, like, 10th, 11th grade, it was kind of normal for niggas to be skating by that point. And when I say niggas, I mean black people in this in this space of context. I know I'm just saying that, whatever, but it's just when me personally, I'm just um, break this down one time and one time only. I probably will in the future, but for the sake of my own series and show whatever I'm doing right now, I'm only going to break this down one time. Based on the context of what I'm reading and or what I am saying, when I say the word niggas, I mean people. It's it's the same thing if I say people and, and just replace niggas with the word people. It's the same thing. So if you don't like it, you don't like it. I really don't care. If you understand what I'm saying as a whole, shout out to you. But um, yeah, man, it was just like it wasn't a lot of black people. Skate. Like I said, Tony brought in a lot of people skating, whether you was black purple yellow it didn't didn't really matter but um let's keep on going man we got some more stuff to get into actually something i'm i've been keeping my eye on a lot eli roth is making a borderlands movie now i'm gonna tell y'all this the borderlands movie had already been rumored to be in production and all of that like a couple years ago and now they seem like they finally got a, a director that's what i'm guessing eli roth is and um you know and the thing about Borderlands, right? Y'all seen the count? Y'all see all the Borderlands content on my page. You can go to my playlist on my channel. I got the whole Borderlands Three story mode, the base story mode on my channel. You can go watch it. Um, you know, it's a really dope game. I've been a fan of it since the first. So um, let's get into this and see what's going on. The Borderlands movie is officially happening again. Lionsgate originally announced the feature film based on the Borderlands video game franchise in 2015, and the studio announced on Thursday via a press release that that infamous horror director Eli Roth will helm the upcoming adaptation. Well, I ain't know this dude was in the horror game. That's that's what I didn't know. But okay, I guess. 
Like, I don't... Like, Borderlands, I guess you could say a lot of that shit is kind of horrific if you was to really, like, live action some of the enemies and some of the and some of the opponents you got to fight in there. Like, like a skag, bro. Like, like, bro, imagine seeing a real-life skag, dude. Like, that would be crazy as hell. You think it's a fucking dog, and then it look like the motherfucker from Blade, and it just go, <laughs> but kind of worse. And then you got different elements of them. Like, oh, man, this shit is crazy. Let's keep going. Rolf alongside producers A.V. Arad. I hope I'm saying that right. And he, that guy was a part of Spider-Man Into the Uni- the Spider-Verse. I said that all wrong. And Eric Feig, no, that's Feig, my bad, with him the production using a new draft from writer Craig Mazin. Mazin recently won two Emmys for his work on HBO's Chernobyl. I haven't seen Chernobyl, but I heard good things about it. I might check that out at some point. In a press release, in a press release from Lionsgate, Rolf has this to say about the project. I'm so excited to dive in the world of Borderlands, and I cannot be doing it with a better script, producer team, and studio. I have long, successful history with Lionsgate. I feel like we have grown up together in that everything in my directing career has led to a project of this scale and ambition. I look forward to bringing my own energy, ideas, and vision to the wild, fun, and endlessly creative world of the game. Randy Pitchford and everyone at Gearbox have been incredibly supportive of my ideas. It really feels like a perfect storm of creators coming together. We are out to make a new classic, one which the fans of the game will love, but also one which will find new audiences globally. Gearbox founder Randy Pitchford will also serve as an executive producer on the film, as well as Strauss Zelnick, chairman and CEO of Take-Two Interactive. Pitchford helped launch Borderlands 3 last year, which we said felt like more of the same in our review. Well, that's people I'm using, so which I, I kind of understand that. It, it kind of got, got the same feel to it, but I, it got the same feel as story. But mechanic-wise, blows all the other games out the water. But let's continue. Ross' most recent project was the Spoppy. Oh wow! I, I, I addressed this last episode, man. Y'all got to do better than that. Was the house with a clock in its walls, which featured a haunting animatronic Jack Black baby. But the director is best known for his gory horror movies such as Hostel and The Green Inferno. Okay, so I kind of got good hopes for this, mainly because. Randy Pitchford and other people from Gearbox are involved in the movie because Borderlands is one of those things where the fandom, like the the fan base of, uh, I almost said Kingdom Hearts, but it's kind of the same as Kingdom Hearts in a way to where you'll get on Twitter, you'll get on YouTube, you'll go on Square Enix's uh, socials and things like that. And you'll see that these events, whether it's at PAX or whatever, everyone has something to say about it. Everyone is in super detail about it like just look at the like some of the youtubers of each of these fan bases i mentioned you got hmk you got the gamers joint you got a lot of people you got hater hype you got rest in peace to submetal <laughs> um you got oh uh, what was dude's name but either you got streamers like morning after kill killer six there we go um what is it puma yeah puma gaming you it's a lot like we these are games that fans have just been diehard for and diehard riding with because not only does the mechanics feel good in your hand when you press these buttons and you do these combinations of moves and items, 
the lore of the game is what it really draws people in. Now, I talked about this in depth with one of my friends with Borderlands 3 coming out. Um, you know, we just went in the lore and it's it's a lot of plot holes that they just went over just to fill in because of plot. But at the same time, that just shows you how far this franchise could go. This franchise is this is the third one. This is Borderlands 3. And the fact that it's getting a movie now, like Borderlands could possibly go on to be Borderlands 7. Possibly. Borderlands 5. Like it, it has that potential to be one of the longest and a successful long game franchise. You know, I felt the same way about Killzone, but we, we see how Killzone went, you know. So I'm, I'm definitely with this, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm going to keep my eyes on this. I'm going to keep y'all updated about this because I'm definitely into this. All right, so before we get into this next one, um, you know, this is going to be more towards, I mean, everything is real life, but this is going to be more towards, like, society and things of that with this next article. But I'm going to say this, you know, as the time keep going, technology is going to continue to be beyond us. And I'm not saying the people who create it, but I'm saying the intentions of what it's for. Is, is going to be beyond us. So you know how you, you know, some places in the country, you'll go to McDonald's and it ain't even the fucking person at the register no more. And it's basically a kitchen like they got the register there, but they like, nah, go ahead and tap the tap the screen, bro. Tap the screen, bro. Like, that's what you got to do now. Like, man, that's some old bullshit. But that's what we get into. I've been telling people for a while now. I don't want to. I, I tell people like this. You can't expect things to change if you want things 20 years later to be the same as it was 20 years ago, that moment in 20 years later. It's not going to work. Like, it's just not going to work. So the fact that 90s, early 2000s, even now, technology started getting better, bigger, faster, it surpassed humans. We... We are being surpassed. And yes, we are creating it, but it's surpassing us for the applications that these that technology is being used for. I talked about this man before, Derek Grace on the channel. He um it's uh he he been talking about artificial intelligence for a while now. And I've been peeping it, you know, every now and then when I check on his Instagram page or whatever. And I'm 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 echoing the same sentiment or the same piece of information and just what needs to be done in each individual lane or as a group, depending on what you're doing and got going on, that needs to happen because it's going to get to a point where it's, it's going to be screens, robots, and everything doing, doing jobs that we've been doing for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, since 1930, 40, 50, 60, like 20s, hundreds of years. Now here come robots. You know what I'm saying? So, I want y'all to check this out right quick. Check this little clip out. And then we're going to get into it. Stocks, bonds, artificial intelligence is another one. That's going to be another one, right? A lot of y'all are going to keep watching me make these videos about artificial intelligence. And you're going to bullshit until your grandma or your mom get laid off because a robot took her job. And you already struggling your damn self. So now you just got three or four generations of strugglers because that struggle is going to trickle down to your children as well. If we being real, fuck artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Some of y'all living that right now. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, y'all definitely, you know, y'all can go follow that man on Instagram at Derek Grace 2. Spell it out, T-W-O. 
And, um, you know, he got a lot of stuff that'll help out because it's not really just it's it's just everybody. Like I said, for whatever you do individually or, you know, with the group or whatever you work in, whatever you do, because it's going to get to a point where y'all got to stop bullshitting. You know, like, people just got to stop bullshitting, bro. Like you got to be accountable for what the with, for what's going on. Chess champion Gary Kasparov, who was replaced by artificial intelligence, says most U.S. jobs are next. Now, like I just said. Like I just said, like the guy himself just said, like it's this shit is going to happen at some point. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but it's going to happen at some point. And who and, and most people, I'll tell you like this. Most people in society, no matter who you is, like to play the blame game. Oh, well, it's because of this and I ain't this. this. Bro, shut the fuck up. Like you can't be sitting here trying to place blame. When you need to take accountability for what you is and is not doing, because what you not doing also affects what happens out here in in society. When you step outside your crib, when you go into work, when you doing whatever it is, that also affects how shit is going to flow. It, it go both ways. But let's get into it. Gary Kasparov dominated chess until he was beaten by an IBM supercomputer called Deep Blue in 1997. The event made, and I quote, Man loses to computer, end quote, headlines the world over. Kasparov recently returned to the ballroom of the New York Hotel where he was defeated for a debate with artificial intelligence experts. Wired's Will Knight was there for a revealing interview with perhaps the greatest human chess player the world has ever known. And I quote, I was the first knowledge worker whose job was threatened by a machine, end quote, says Kasparov, something he foresees coming for us all. I quote, every technology destroys jobs before creating jobs. When you look at the statistics, only 4% of jobs in the U.S. require human creativity. That means 96% of jobs, I call them zombie jobs. They're dead. They just don't know it. For several decades, we have been training people to act like computers, and now we are complaining that these jobs are in danger. Of course they are. End quote. Experts say only about 14% of U.S. jobs are at risk of replacement by artificial intelligence and robots. Nevertheless, Kasparov has some advice for zombies looking to reskill. There, and I quote, there are different machines and it is the role of a human in understanding exactly what this machine will need to do is best. I describe the human role as being shepherds, end quote. So he got, it's a lot of more quotables and a lot of more things he just said. Um... You know, and I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and, and read into that, you know, but that's just some of the stuff, some of the quotes he just said, and that's just the truth about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the whole truth. Like, I know that entrepreneurism, I know the ism in the, in the ship of entrepreneur, entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, blah, is really high right now. Everybody want to have 500 streams of income. Everybody want to be the rich guy who got so much going on that it don't matter what he spend because he got that amount coming from six different places or they want to be the woman that started this and then branched off into doing this 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 and this like yo something um you know everybody want to do that but a lot but a lot of people and if not almost everybody don't want to do the work don't want to learn like you gonna have to learn a lot of this shit, you got to learn shit. You just can't be like, oh, this is what's popping. Oh, let me try this. I mean, it's cool that you went out and tried it, but you going to fail. 
And it's not that you know or other people know you're going to fail. It's the fact that you're going to fail off the basis that look at the foundation you're trying to jump off the ship on. If you're trying to just jump off the ship because you see a couple of people on your TV, on your laptop screen, on your phone, on the social media doing this shit and it's working for them, don't mean it's going to work for you. So when you drown because you done hopped off prematurely, that's going to be on you. You know what I'm saying? You grown. Ain't nobody making you do shit. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, you know, I've worked jobs, you know, time and time again. You know, growing up, you know, for a lot of men, you know, we start off with entrepreneurialism and ships type of jobs. You know, our, our peoples, our dads, uncles, whatever, be ha- like go cut yard or, you know, the neighbor asked them if they need to cut their yard, go do this. And then, all right, you know, it's just a lot of, a la- it might be labor work, but at the same time, that's lumped in with some people might have grew up selling candy when it wasn't a fundraiser and cutting grass. Those is little foundations and and, you know, just little stepping stones of being an entrepreneur, which might lead to people being successful down the road in a 30, 40, 50, 60, hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people there's a difference between knowing how to do it and having the resources to do something to do it. A, a lot of us in this country and just as a whole in the world, people is worried about relevancy. You can't be worried about relevancy. Relevancy is not going to hold no weight. You know, it's it's not going to hold no weight for when it's time to take care of your house, your life, your health. It's not going to hold no weight. It's not going to hold no weight when you're trying to take care of yourself financially. I'd rather take all of that. Like, I just told, it was so crazy. I had this conversation with my dudes. I told her I'd rather be rich and bored than all this extra shit motherfuckers be doing because at least I know I can afford to do all this extra shit motherfuckers is doing. That's just what it is. You know, so definitely, um, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's real important. I, re- I just really want everybody, you know, at some point in time, take the time out to, you know, if you do want to be an entrepreneur, because I'm not sitting here saying oh, everybody need to stop trying to be an entrepreneur and make money. No, because I like money, too. You know, just learn, you know, develop something that you're really trying to do develop it don't just try and hop into something because you see something that's gonna be it for the article portion of this we about to get into the uh, the music portion of this the music portion of this now with this i'm gonna have my um headphones on you know what i'm saying to listen to a couple tracks you know by um you know that way i can whatever the case but we're gonna get on to the music portion of this i'm gonna see y'all in a minute Music of the month, right? So, it's the end of February, and pretty much we didn't had a lot of singles drop. We didn't had a lot of projects drop. We didn't have some videos and things like that. Now, uh, I probably I'm, I'm gonna just keep saying this because I don't know if I say it the past videos or not, but you know. If it's the last week of that month, I'm going to just count that last week with the following month. So this is, you know, the week of the 25th, February. You know, if this the last week of February, which it pretty much is, you know, anything that's dropping this week, I'm going to just count it in March. And I'll talk about it in March. But um, right now, 
we're going to get into it. So, first and foremost, we got Thousand Band Fawny. He dropped a couple tracks. He actually dropped some tracks his fans have been waiting for. I'm I'm one of them. I'm a fan of his music. I fuck with it. He dropped Shredder and he dropped Help Me. Now, you know, Help Me, I've been like the thing about Fawny, like let me tell y'all something. Like people hear Fawny and just be like, "Oh, he he might be a mumble rap nigga or oh, Fawny like, nah, bro. This nigga Fonny really low-key ahead of his time, and a lot of people don't want to give this nigga the credit for it. Like, they don't want to give this man his credit. Like, I realized it a long time ago. Like, the way he he do his songs, the way he, he, um, the way he say his lyrics, it's like this nigga, like, this nigga's, his vocals, this nigga is, like, the perfect, mix between mumbling and enunciation and i don't know that might be given because he's from the south but at the same time that shit is fire on the track and like i said the way he do his lyrics like help me is a prime example oh I'm, I'm pulling it up right now but help me is a prime example of of what i'm talking about and to be an artist to possess that kind of skill that that puts you at a high level no matter what type of lane you might drive or whatever, you know, whatever type of, yeah, whatever type of lane, you know, like, the hook of Help Me, bruh, like, is what, is what killed, is what got me, like, it's just crazy, hold on, let's be best friends, wrote the same type of will, help me, help them, live love, never live in fear, sexy, world and there's like one thing clear without me. Don't doubt them. They only wrong because I let them hear. Like, I might have fucked it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so excuse me. I might have fucked it up. But, dude. Bruh said, help me help them. Live in love, never live in fear. Like, dog. That, like, this is one of the more blatant, just upfront, direct songs that he got displaying what i'm saying y'all he do like it's just that's it's the simplest of thing like this is like you know what i'm saying i was just watching the eminem junk and it was just like with uh chris corner and you know he was like i'm doing it for the lyricism and all that but my thing is if i hear eminem on a trap beat bro if i hear eminem on some like real gucci oj the juice like some some trap instrument, some Zaytoven nigga, I'm gonna be upset because this is not your lane. Like I understand you gonna be able to go into the and do the da da da, but sometimes these niggas got better bars than you just because of it, it's 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 a whole thing, man. Like that's they thing, you know. Because sometimes the simplest bars be the best bars, you know. So it helped me, man. It it got leaked a few months ago. But then it got took down real quick. I couldn't find it nowhere. Then I found it on SoundCloud. But, um, you know, this the official drop. You know, and then he said, they only wrong because I let them hear. Now, I don't know if he meant lead like in L-E-A-D or let like L-E-T. Either way, it makes sense. You know, I'm only wrong or they only wrong, whatever, because I let them hear. Like, that's the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. You might let somebody 
around you or you might let somebody or lead somebody a certain way. But then it, the, the situation between you or them or whatever they do just end up falling off and it end up being all fucked up because of whatever the fucking case. You know what I'm saying? And all you're trying to do is help a motherfucker. And that's what happens a lot of time because motherfuckers think, you know, it's a perception thing, right? So people think that what they think you need is what you need. And that's not the case a lot of times because you could be going through something and you understand what you need, but you need it the way you need it. Not the way somebody else think you need it. That's just the dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to move on. We're going to move on to Shredder. Now, Shredder, that shit was... I mean, Shredder is... It's it's like the the normal run-of-the-mill... The normal run-of-the-mill funny song. You know what I'm saying? This song, he kind of teased to... It was... um Actually, he video teased it. Yeah, he video teased it. So the video was kind of almost done i guess you know what i'm saying and this is just one of them songs where he just being classic funny man he giving everybody what he what they want he um one of my favorite lines in the song was uh uh it was the fucking mean girls line oh yeah the top sweeney line and the fucking like bro this is what i'm saying bro. this nigga the goat okay hey, this nigga had the top sweeney line Hey, he got the Mean Girls line, the uh, Regina George line. This nigga said, hold on. Yeah, this nigga said, guess who cut my hair demon by the little Todd Sweeney. Like, like, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, this dude, like, he really a lyricist on the low. Like, y'all don't, that's what I'm saying. This nigga really a lyricist on the low. But, like, it's so effortless for him. Cause I could tell, like, it's effortless for this nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, hold on, let me get to the, um... I'm going to get to the other line, too. My little bitch, she mean girl, white Regina, George, she meanie. Dude, this shit ain't even got a rhyme. Like, I'm I'm just telling y'all the lines. Nigga. This nigga is the gold, bro. This nigga, bitch, white Regina, George, she meanie. Nigga. Nigga. Y'all lying, say Rachel McAdams ain't bad. Nigga, I'll slap you. Say she ain't bad. She might got a big-ass forehead, but nigga, I'll slap you. <laughs> like, it's fucking wrong with you niggas, bro. Oh, yeah, Sada Baby, Slide. That dropped it uh, within the last week of um, January. Hey, now, I'm going to tell y'all something about this nigga Sada Baby, bro. I've been seeing this dude pop up on my YouTube. I've been seeing him he just, just been around on YouTube for a minute, man. And it's just like, yo... I'm going to tell y'all something, right? Now, I consider myself to be a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? I consider myself, and I even be a street nigga, but, like, I consider myself to be just me first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I'm Devin. I do whatever the fuck I want to. I'm going to carry myself how I carry myself. I talk aggressive. I am aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to talk to your bitch nice, but I'm going to do her dirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of my family members... You know, they was in the, they, some still in the streets. You know, we, we from the streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially my dad's side, like, niggas is from the streets. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of my street shit came, I came up with and grew up with around with my cousins. So, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm with the shits, you know, for a lack of words. I'm with the shit. 
But at the same time, I know what my lane is in the streets. Like, I'm not I'm not the nigga that's really going to slang no drugs, nigga. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to slang the drugs, nigga. If it comes to drugs, I'm a drug user, not a drug seller. Fuck all that. Um, I rob a nigga, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm down with that. Like, I've done done that before. I done stole from a stove before. I done robbed niggas before. I didn't finesse niggas before. Like, that's more of my lane in the streets, you know what I'm saying? But it, but when you but the whole lifestyle of the streets, I fuck with as a whole, you know, because that's a lot of my background, where I come from. But I don't let that define me. That's just one little thing about me. I got trace of that. So with that being said, I digress. Side of baby slide. Nigga, this shit is a banger if you seeing this. This shit hard. This shit is hard. This is, I'm going to tell you like this. This is the song that got me. This is the song that made me fuck with you, bro. Like, it was a couple songs you got, and I'm like, all right, hey, man, this nigga funny. He got bars. It, this nigga's a street lyricist. Okay, this, this, that, and the third. And then I heard Slide. I'm like, all right, sample, fire. Everything go fire. This nigga, you worries. You know, keep it compromised. Then I beat. I said, don't turn me up. Please don't turn me up. Don't make me slide on him. <laughs> This nigga is funny, bruh. You hear this nigga? This nigga said, don't make me slap on him. Duh. <laughs> when we talking about the music space and we talking about the creators and we talking about people who really setting the trends socially, setting the trends, you know, actually making the new bops, making the new dances, making the new whatever. Like, this nigga Sada Baby be talking the most streetest of shit, talking the most gangstest of shit, but then this nigga be up in the video just, this nigga, like, bruh, you know what I'm saying? Cause, and, I, and I say all that to say, you can't, you, like, y'all can't, let, y'all can't forget to let people be people. You gotta let people be themselves, bruh. Too many of y'all motherfuckers, Old ass niggas, generations, even now, and coming up. Too many of y'all niggas is trying to be too tough. Too many of you niggas is trying to be too hard body about some shit that ain't even all that serious, dog. Like, nigga, you's a bitch. Like, and that's just what it is. You can't be sitting here, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all be trying to be too tough. Like, nigga, just be you, bro. That's all you really got to do. Yo, we got the weekend after hours. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. Whoever this nigga's producer is making his beats... Yo, that that kick, that bass is hella piercing, my nigga. Calm down, bro. Nigga, I'm out the other day. I'm listening to the song. I'm like, God damn, bro. You about to bust my eardrum with this bitch. But, um, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, we back on Trilogy vibes. And I just want to say something. If you if you got up onto this nigga on Trilogy, you use you, you a late. You use a late bloomer, dog. I've been on this nigga since, like, House of Balloons. Or maybe Thursday, one of the two. You know what I'm saying? At that, and at that point in time, around them tapes was coming out, the group of friends I did have, them niggas ain't really know I fucked the weekend. And that's the thing about me. A lot of motherfuckers don't know I fuck with shit that motherfuckers fuck with. That's because I don't tell everybody the shit I fuck with. Like, motherfuckers, like you to tell somebody you fuck with somebody, then they ruin it. Like, that's just what it is. You niggas be ruining shit. But, you know, the weekend, like, everybody pretty much like the weekend, and it's okay to like the weekend. You know, After Hours is dope. You know, he got the bloody face on the cover. And like, bro, the weekend coming, dog. It's, it's lit, man. He been dropping kind of consistently almost every year or at least every other year almost now. You know, people didn't like his, um, whatever that Tokyo. No, people didn't like Kissland. I don't know how y'all ain't like Kissland. Y'all fucked up. But 
After Hours is pretty dope. Song is six minutes. I'm not about to do no sippers or lines from it. He, no, he did have a line about a home. He was like, a home ain't a home without you or some shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, he... I was like, yeah, he he back to fucking bitches. <laughs> like, like he on that shit. So yeah, after hours is really, really dope. Everybody check that out. So next is 600 Breezy. Um 600 Breezy. I'm gonna speed these up a little bit. 600 Breezy dropped 24 bars, part four, and unique. Both of them songs is pretty dope. He a cool rapper. I fuck with those. Everybody go check those out. Clear Soul Forces. Y'all definitely need to check them out. They just dropped chips. It's a single coming off the album that I heard they breaking up. This is really breaking my heart. Uh, I was already a hardcore novelist fan because I first heard them on Get No Better. I was just like, yo, who is these niggas? They spit dropping heli bars. And I was just like, yo, I rock with this. You know, so everybody go definitely check them out. Check out Chips. The Cool Kids. They, um, you know, Sir Michael Rocks, Chuck English. They just dropped. They dropped um, Bag It Up. And they dropped Super Smash Bros. They coming with their natural vibes, and it's even more enhanced. You know what I'm saying? Definitely check that out. Y'all already know I'm a Banco fan. I'm I'm a Chuck English. Yo, for some reason, after that Super Grandmaster Deluxe, Chuck, if you see this, nigga, you been snapping. Like, nigga, you've been snapping. Like, nigga, you been snapping, bruh. Beats, lyrics, nigga, you wasn't lying when you said, man, got my weight up, got my bars up, nigga. You wasn't lying, bruh. I been peeping, dog. Your salute, nigga. Next, we got a little candy paint with selfish. I've been candy paint is another one of them situations where it's like I heard of this nigga. I've been listening to this, but people didn't know, and certain motherfuckers just like, nah, you make this nigga not cool because you lame. But um, candy paint drops selfish, nice little cool track. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Uh, Fani and Uno dropped North, uh, yeah, Northside Southside, and um, that was kind of been waiting on too ever since the IG live. And last but not least, we got my boy, Rail. I've been rocking with this nigga since the jump, since since early Raider Clan. He dropped Double Cross. He actually just dropped this last night. I was I was here watching some shit. I'm searching on my phone. I hop on Twitter. Double Cross. I'm like, nigga, what? New Rail? I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who Rail is, RE Double Seven, nigga. Um, this dude, he was a part of Raider Clan. Nell and Rail. If you know who Nell is, you know who Rail is. Um, this, these dudes is lyricists by all means of the words. If you ask me who better out of Nell and Rail, I'm going to say Rail because Rail's music for me personally is a lot more heavy. Like this nigga, his, his production is heavy. Like vocals is heavy though. His wave, his, it's his energy on the song. Like his energy is heavy. It's aggressive. It's heavy. And I fuck with it. So, um, you know, them is all the singles that dropped this month and everything. Y'all definitely go check all of those out. I'll put a list of all of these songs and song titles. If I can find the links, I might do it over time. But um, definitely, y'all check them out. Now we, I'm gonna go over through. I'm gonna go skim through projects, and I'm gonna talk in depth about some, and then some I'm not. You know, so it is what it is. Chris Travis, the fucking water guy, dropped. He dropped with Eight Levels EP. Now I thought it was gonna be a song on there. That was on his fucking Instagram, and it wasn't. Like, nigga, come on, bro. Quit holding out. I I hope it's on Water Season 2. Now, let me tell you something about this nigga, Chris Travis. Chris Travis don't miss. Like, he got like a 98, 99% rate of not missing. The only tapes I probably don't like is Shark Boy and, like, 
it's like maybe one or two other tapes, like, or not two other tapes, but like maybe one other tape. It's a total of maybe like three that I don't like, but over the span of time, this nigga been active rapping and including EPs, tapes, Raider Clan shit. This nigga don't miss, bro. And y'all maybe say, oh, you want to do Chris Chart? No, bro. Like, I'm talking real ass lyrics. Because at the end of the day, music is music, bro. And everything is subjective. So what I think and who I think the GOAT is or who I think is raw, you might not think the same thing. So A-Level's EP, you know, dropped around Valentine's Day, whatever the case, or a couple days after. It really don't matter. This shit is fire. Yo, whoever Audio Xanax is, well, I mean, I found the nigga. I ain't even gonna hold you. I found that nigga's YouTube channel. But still, bro, you need to do a tape with that nigga, bro. That nigga's instrumentals is crazy, bro. And you always had an ear for crazy instrumentals, Chris. Like, your shit is wild. But I definitely fuck with this on the on the def. This is another one of his flawless EPs. No features. He don't need no features. You never do. Eight levels EP. Um, you know, I like how you feel. How you feel is raw. Who needs love is raw too, bruh. That nigga, one of the standout lyrics from that, that nigga said, that nigga said, bitches be wrong. Th he said, bitches be wrong, swearing they right. I'm like, oh my God, this nigga the goat. Motherfucking, um, what else he said? He said, you can't do it, can't keep no promise. Like, oh my God, like, because, it don't matter, you can't keep no promise, nigga, you trash. Uh, what else? What other bars? This nigga said, yeah, oh yeah, high level bar alert. I forgot, high level bar alert. From the singles to these projects, it's high level bar alert. This month was just high level bar alert. But we gonna keep moving. Nail dropped the Reject EP, and he also dropped, I think, No Love Lost, which is on his Apple. So just type in Nail on Apple. But Reject EP was really dope. I'm glad Nell dropped something. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Nell the Real, they lyricist by every variation of the definition of the word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my standout tracks for this was Red Light and... Fuck. No, it's Space Jam. Red Light, Space Jam. I think it was like one other song I really like. You know, it's three songs that I really like. But as a whole, the whole EP was really dope. Um, So, Eight Levels, Reject... Eight levels is S rank. Reject, I, I'll give it an A. You know what I'm saying? Because these Nail is a pioneer of many flows and shit like that, whatever the case. We go Next is Bodie James, his uh, album, The Price of Tea in China. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. You know, I'm going to keep it real fast. I slept on this nigga Bodie James for the longest. Because if you a Sir Michael Rocks fan, you know who Bodie James is. He was on Premier Politics. And he been on a couple tracks throughout their career and whatever. You know, he... He he uh he fam with with Chuck and shit, so, dog. I always told myself, and I was just always like, yo, this nigga Bodie got bars, but I can't ever listen to this nigga because I can only listen to so many rappers who who rapping about moving bricks and selling bricks, like, cause it's too many niggas who rap about the same shit, and then everybody wonder why the shit shit saturated. The sound is what's now saturated because everybody talk about the same shit, but the minute somebody do some different shit, oh, this is what whatever but no this Bodie album you know everything produced by alchemist this shit was raw i finally listened to it and i, I i've been doing myself a disservice and not listening to Bodie james so s rank Bodie james high level bar alert slow roll is one of my favorite songs on there the first track is i, I, I fuck with the first track um like the last two tracks i really fuck with the one with vince staples i fuck with like i fuck with the whole thing it's it's high level bar alert but we're going to keep it going. Little B dropped this month, too. 
he dropped Trap Oz. What I was thinking which was going to be a, a lyrical, not a lyrical from Little B, even though he can't get like that. But what I thought was going to have lyrics on it turned out to be an instrumental EP. So you got maybe like the first five or six songs on this, on this not EP, but on this uh, tape to be like the first five or six songs, maybe seven is like actual songs, got lyrics, hooks, choruses, whatever. Then the rest of it is just instrumentals. Which are fire. Which a lot of people don't don't know that Little B produce his own shit. Little B produce his own beats. Like he make his own beats. This nigga been putting out like two hour long tapes since like 05 fucking in before. So the fact that Trap Oz is hella fucking long doesn't doesn't phase me at all. Like nigga, I fuck with Soulja Boy a little B. Like I used to catch shit for liking them niggas. Like I still probably catch shit for liking them niggas. But them niggas make... Better shit than a lot of niggas, bro, and birthed a lot of niggas. So, like, you gotta give respect where it do. Trap Oz, I'm gonna consider Trap Oz to be an instrumental album. I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A because Little B got his own style. Little B got his own style of beats. He got his own style of just it's him, bro. He's a bass guy, nigga. Shit. So I'm gonna give it an A. Moving on, we got. What this shit say? Oh yeah, Wiz Khalifa. It's only weed, bro. You know, Wiz, he he's serving his fans what they want, man. You know, raps, fly raps and weed, man. You know, it's only weed, bro. And that's all it really is, man. It's only weed, bro. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I might be sober, bro. Like, I, I might not, you know, smoke weed or nothing no more, but I don't consider weed to be a drug. It's not. Weed is not a drug, and I make it a thing every year around 420 to smoke weed. Like, it's weed, bro. Like, nigga, it ain't crack. Like, niggas be out here doing whole crack. Niggas be out here sipping whole liquid heroin, even though, I mean, there's more or less nothing wrong with lean either. It's just like, nigga, weed is like the less harm. Weed is the next thing to air, my nigga. Like, like you really gonna be mad for at somebody for breathing? You gonna be mad at somebody for smoking weed? Be mad at the nigga smoking cigarettes, nigga. Like, get the fuck out of here. But it's only weed, bro, by Wiz Khalifa. Nice little EP. He rapped over some shit. Nice bars. Cool. You know, crazy flow on it. I'm going to give it a... I mean, because compared to the, the, the project him and Currency dropped, it's a B. Because I feel like he had better bars on there. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a B. I'm going to give it a B+. Plus. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a B plus because he could have he could have came with a lot of better bars, but I get it with the title and his own thing. Like that's just his whole stick. So we gonna keep it going. Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats came out with Unlocked. I, I didn't see this coming. I am a Denzel Curry fan. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell y'all something. Curry killer. Uh, what is it? Killer. Killer Aquarius. Yeah, Dizzle, oh, fuck, whatever your goddamn name was, Aquarius Killer Curry, nigga. I think that was it. But, um, yeah, man, I'm going to get this shit like a, yeah, oh, it's an A+. Plus. It's an A+. Plus. It's an A+. Plus. I was about to give it that S rank, but I was, I mean, Kenny Beats, Barrett, like, I'll I, I be watching his shit sometimes. And I see that he can make any beat, but it's nothing about his beats that really make me be like, oh, or like, I don't think his beat, his bits, his, I say his bits, his beats is really all of that. You know what I'm saying? I just think what he doing is popular. I don't necessarily think his production is, 
Ooh, so, but the beats were fire nonetheless. Flow, everything Curry did was fire. The whole rollout, how they did it was fire. So, I'm going to definitely give it an A, because it's not trash by any means. I just personally don't think Kenny beats your shit is super duper something to be odd about. Next, we got Good Sense. Uh, Good Sense, I'm guessing, is Young Roddy and his niggas. If you know anything about Currency and Jet Life, you know Roddy been down with them for a minute. You know, and I'm guessing Roddy on his own thing now, you know, good sense. So I definitely got my eye out. I listened to it. It's called Black Money Syndicate. It's a pretty dope tape. I think it's an EP. I'm going to be banging it. It's definitely going to be in rotation. Uh, I like the whole thing, to be honest, man. I like the whole thing. I never really got too much into Roddy, or not too much, but not too far into Roddy. But, um, you know, I have listened to a couple tapes. I have listened to songs and I and sometimes I like that his verses on songs better than currencies or better than Banco or better than trademark sometimes. So y'all definitely go check that out. I give the good sense of A plus too because it, it's a it's a whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? They doing their own thing, they getting their money, they talking that shit on there too and it's high level bars. Like everything I'm saying, all these projects is high level fucking bars, dude. Like y like these are high level bars. Like, it's hard for me to, like, I, I really can't get in depth with y'all because I, I, I'm i trying to, I was trying to listen to these, like, just one after another, but I'm busy myself, you know what I'm saying? So, definitely, Black Money Syndicate by Good Sense, A+. Plus. Um, Next, we got Currency. He uh he dropped a three-piece set, you know, so he dropped three little songs. You know, spit a do is spit a do, so. I'm a, um... It's an A because of Thelonious Martin. He he outdid himself with a couple of them beats. I like them beats. Um, next and last, but not least by any means, Royce the Five Nine, the allegory. So y'all know how I was just talking about Derek Grace. This nigga is all throughout the album. He the snippets of him and his kids. You know where he teaching his asking his kids. You know what's the this to this? What's the this to that? What 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 type of gun you got in your hand now? What type of bullets you got in your hand now? What type of this you got in your hand now? Quick, 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 quick. Bang, 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 bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to know this shit. You got to know this shit, then go do this shit. The allegory is fucking s rank. Now, I'm going to tell y'all that I rare, I fuck with Royce the 5-9. I, I fucked with Slaughterhouse. I guess, I mean, I've heard Royce the 5-9 before that, but I just was like, I had it in my mind that Royce was just going to be one of them lyricist dudes who didn't fall off, but like it really wasn't going to be much musically because he was one, he one of them dudes that's going, he going to rap. Like this nigga is going to rap. Like, you know what I'm talking about? He not about to be doing no extra shit. This nigga going to rap because that's what the fuck he do. He going to rap. He going to give you these bars, all this shit. He might not get his flowers, but when it's all said and done, people, they going to be like, yeah, it's him. But he kind of getting that now. He getting that now to where, you know, because he been getting it since the Book of Ryan and maybe even before that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just high level bars on here. He produced this himself. Um, it's really, really dope. I like the shit with uh, Westside on it, Westside Gun. I like the joint with um, Vince on it. I like the whole thing. I'm just glad that, you know, he put Derek Grace on there. Because what Derek Grace is doing and what he teaching is exactly what people need. And like I said, 
you know, you got to take the information you get and apply it to your situation personally. You just can't try and take somebody's blueprint and do exactly what they do. Your situation will not allow that because you too broke or you too poor or your situation is completely different from what somebody else has going on. As it sit right now, it's it's in the runnings for album of the year. That, The Price of Tea of China. I mean, Chris Travis might drop three times this year. So I got to wait because Water Season 2 might be might be that shit. Chris Travis ain't never going to get his dues either. Y'all niggas be hating. But, um, yeah, man, that's that's all the music that came out. That's all the music that came out this month of February. Um, you know, I'm going to try and go in-depth, pull out some bars, pull out some stuff like, you know, that I really thought was cool off of the albums, each and every project. Like I said, the Derek Grace, you know, the stuff that he, he teach is definitely important. Y'all definitely need to check him out. Y'all definitely need to check that nigga Fawny out. Go ahead and check out that nigga Thousand Band. Um, like I said, the way Fawny put words together is something that a lot of people can't do. You know what I'm saying? And if you think I'm bullshitting about how he put songs together, I want y'all to go listen to Viper, Rain on Your Parade, Black Plague, and I want y'all to listen to, um, oh, the fuck was that song? Oh, it was on Requiem. Oh, what the fuck was that shit? Because Black Plague was on there, too. Well, just listen to Requiem, because that shit was hard. But yeah, y'all go ahead and listen to that, man. And that's going to be it for today, man. Appreciate you if you stuck around this whole time. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to catch y'all next time. Coming through. Remember, links is in the description below. Click all of them. Hit all of them. Um, yeah, man. I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace. Oh, yeah. Make sure. Just hit all. The, yeah, fuck it, bro. Just hit all the links, man. I'm going to catch y'all next time, bro. Peace.